May God speak to you through today's message from Senior Pastor Mike McGowan. Good morning and welcome to Parkway Fellowship. I also want to say welcome to those of you joining us by live video feed. Uh, you know, at, I, don't, I don't know where they think of this stuff. <laughs> you know, at most churches, like pastors are revered and respected, right? Yeah. Anyway, uh, last weekend, I was with my kids at a 5K fun run for their school. And I was talking to, you know, one of the other parents there and, you know, a good friend of mine. And I was, we were talking about this Believable Lies series. And I, I was saying, hey, one of the lies we're going to talk about is the lie of, I can't hear God. And my friend said, you know what I wonder? I wonder, why does God speak so softly and the devil always yells? Why is it so hard to hear God and so easy to hear the devil? And the truth is, my friend is right. It does seem like it's a lot easier to hear the devil than it is to hear God. And what I mean by that, it's a lot easier to hear what to do wrong than it is to hear what to do right. And, and that's how it is for so many of us. And the truth is, it's also hard to hear God when we have an important decision to make. You know, like a decision like, you know, do I take this job or do I take this job? Do we send our kids to public school or private school? Is this the person that I should marry? What college should I attend? How do we guide our teenager when they just push back against everything? Do I take advantage of this opportunity to totally change careers? These are decisions that will be, honestly, they'd just be so much easier if God would just speak to us clearly. I mean, I know I want God to speak to me clearly. I'm going to ask you, I would even just take a post on Instagram from God. I, I, I would take a tweet from the Almighty. Like, that would be good. Like, that would be super clear for me. And so why does it seem like it's so hard to hear from God? And why does it seem like God just says nothing when I've got these really big, important decisions to make? And see, when those kinds of thoughts start going through our minds, that's when it becomes so easy to believe things like this, like, I can't hear God. And when we buy into this lie, that is when our view of who God is becomes skewed. Because, you see, when we begin to think things like this, it, it, it feels like God is just some kind of a cosmic clockmaker who just, you know, winds up the universe and just sits back and lets it all go, completely disinterested in the details and uninvolved in our day-to-day -day lives. Or we think that, you know, God only speaks to, like, the super spiritual, like pastors and priests and, like, Billy Graham. But God doesn't speak to ordinary people. And all of that makes this statement of, I can't hear God, it makes this statement very, very believable. Now, it's a lie, but it's a very believable lie, nonetheless. See, God can and will speak to you. In fact, the truth is, he probably already has. You just didn't know it. See, you got to think about, think about God speaking like 
searching for a radio station. Like if, you, if you're manually searching for a radio station, we know when you come, on a, come to a, a, a station where there is no broadcast, all you hear is white noise, right? But when you come to a station where there is a broadcast, you know, bam, all of a sudden, there's music playing. Well, it's kind of like that when hearing from God. If you are dialed in to a frequency in which God is not broadcasting, all you're going to hear is white noise. And it's going to feel like God's not speaking. Okay? But that doesn't mean that God's not speaking. It just means that you're not dialed into the right channel. And when you finally get dialed into the right frequencies, then I'm telling you, God, you will hear God speaking much clearer and much louder and with much more frequency than you ever thought possible. So the truth is, we can hear God. Look what Jesus tells us. In John chapter 10, verse 27, he says this. He says, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. Now, notice that Jesus doesn't say that these are like super spiritual sheep, okay? These aren't the sheep that are wearing the priest collar, okay? These are common, everyday sheep, and that means that God speaks to common, everyday people, just like you and me. We can hear God. Now, I want you to see another thing about this verse. I want you to look at that last phrase. It says, and they follow me. So Jesus says that the sheep that hear his voice are the ones that follow him. So let me just say this plain and simple. If you have no intention of following Jesus, you are not going to hear his voice. Okay, let me say it again. If you have no intention of following Jesus, you are not going to hear his voice. Because the ones that hear him are the ones that follow him. See, when Jesus asks you to do something and you don't follow him, if Jesus says, hey, follow me, and you stay where you're at, then it, the, Jesus, the, the good shepherd, he continues to move forward. But you stay where you are. And then that distance between the two of you grows wider and wider. And consequently, his voice grows fainter. And eventually, you get to the place where you can't hear him at all. And then you think that, God doesn't speak, or you've come to this lie and you start believing, I can't hear God. You see how that works? So what's the solution? Well, the solution at that point is to start following Jesus. That whatever he says to do, that you do it. Now look, I mean, it might be easy, it might be hard, but the point is, is that you follow him. And the more you follow him, the closer you will get to him, and the clearer his voice will come over time. And it'll become so much easier to hear him than it will be to hear the devil's voice. Does that make sense? So, go ahead and get out your worship notes if you haven't done so already. And let's start by asking this question. The question is, how do I hear God? How do I hear God? Now, this is not an exhaustive list. Uh, but honestly, I think these are the most common ways that God speaks. So the first way that God speaks to us is through the Bible. God speaks to us, so that's your first fill-in. He speaks to us through the Bible. 
Now, this is the most reliable way that God speaks because the truth is, it's the least subjective. So let's look at how God speaks to us through the Bible, okay? Psalm 119, verse 105 says, your word, okay, and that's a reference to the Bible, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light for my path. Hebrews 4.12 says, for the word of God is living and active. Okay, now hold on right there. There's not another book in the entire world that makes that claim. See, the Bible is a living book. Okay, look, not that this book is actually alive, okay? But what it's saying is, is that the words of this book act as if they are alive because these, the, the words of the Bible have a unique ability to reach out and touch your heart, to touch your soul, like at the deepest place. You know, the Bible cuts through all of the pretense and just gets straight to the heart of the matter. You know, the Bible shows, shows you how to be a better person, a better husband, a better wife, a better father, a better mother. The Bible is literally alive and active in that sort of way. Which, by the way, is why so many countries ban the Bible. Because they know the power of the Bible in a person's life. That's why they ban it. All right, so it says, For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. 2 Timothy 3.16 says, all scripture is God-breathed, okay? That means that the Bible is actually God's words. Yes, I know it was penned by human people, but those are the words that God was telling these people to write, okay? All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. You see, God speaks to us through the Bible. But in order to hear God, you have to read it. You gotta read it. And in addition, every time you come to church and you hear a message based on the Bible, which is every message at Parkway Fellowship, by the way, whenever you come to church and you hear a message based on the Bible, that is God speaking to you. That is God reaching out to you. Now, unfortunately, a lot of people treat the Bible you know, like it's just merely advice to be considered you know, they approach it like, you know, well, you know, that's a good idea. And the truth is the world would be a better place if people did that. But I mean, I'm not going to do that because that would inconvenience my current lifestyle. Okay. It's not what I'm comfortable doing. Let me ask this. Since when does God bow down to your own personal comfort? Okay. Since when is God concerned about whether it's okay or not to encroach on your current lifestyle? Let me say it like this. God is speaking to you right now through these words that we're talking about today and through the Bible. That, and what God is saying is that he wants you to start taking the Bible more seriously and to really study it. And small group is a great place to do that, by the way. But God is telling you that every time he tells you to do something through the Bible, that you need to change 
to start following it and to start following him. And because if you don't, then you are actually becoming farther and farther removed from God, from Christ, from the good shepherd, and his voice will grow fainter over time if you don't start following him. That's what God is saying to all of us this morning. So listen for God to speak through the Bible, okay? Okay. Second way that God speaks to us is this. He speaks to us through circumstances. He speaks to us through circumstances. Now, in my personal opinion, this is actually the least reliable way to hear God. But sometimes God does speak through circumstances. Look what the Bible says in 1 John chapter 3, verse 17. He says, but if someone who is supposed to be a Christian has money enough to live well and sees a brother in need and won't help him, how can God's love be within him? Okay, so if you see someone in need and you, and you can help them, then guess what? That's God telling you to help them. Because God is the one that brought that person into your path. God is the one that gave you the means to help him. So literally, that circumstance that God's allowing you to experience, that is God telling you to help them. That's what this verse is saying. So in fact, let's talk about how that has been put into action. This last December and January, we received our Christmas offering. And we asked many of you to pray and ask God, how much he wanted you to give to that offering. Well, so many of you saw the circumstance of the groups that we're trying to help, and one of them was a group called Love 146 who rescues kids out of human trafficking and actually prevents, also helps prevent kids from even being trafficked in the first place. And so you prayed about what to give, and through that circumstance, God impressed on you, and you gave. Well, last night at a Love 146 event, I was able to present them with a check for just over $158,000 from Parkway Fellowship. Yeah, how cool is that, right? Wow! Biggest single donation they've ever received from a church. Incredible. And so that is God speaking to us through circumstances to help those kids. Now, the unreliable part about circumstances is that sometimes it's easy to misinterpret what God is saying, okay? Let me give you an example of how circumstances are unreliable in hearing God's voice. This last week, I was reading uh, in the book of Ruth in my daily time alone with God. So let me give you a little background so that this is going to make sense, okay? So a lady named Naomi, who was a Jew, was living in a foreign land with her husband, her two sons, and then her son's wives. Well, her husband and her two sons die. And so Naomi is left with just her two daughters-in-law and a ton of grief. So look what she says to her two daughters-in-law in Ruth chapter 1, verse 13. She says, no, my daughters, it is more bitter for me than for you because the Lord's hand has gone out against me. Okay, now Naomi thinks that because there have been three unexpected deaths in her family, that God's hand is against her. And it's understandable that she would think that. But it's not true. So Naomi and one of her daughters-in-law, a girl named Ruth, 
they go back to Israel where Ruth marries a guy named Boaz. And Ruth eventually has a family, and she becomes the great-grandmother of a boy named David, as in King David, the greatest king in the history of Israel. And then, generations later, in that same family line, a young girl named Mary gives birth to a baby. Jesus. See, God wasn't against Naomi. God was for Naomi, and he let the greatest king in the history of Israel be born in her family line, and he let the very son of God be born in her family line. Okay, so now does that sound like God was against Naomi? No, not at all. But look, the circumstances made it feel that way. So you got to be careful with circumstances because it's easy to misinterpret what God might really be doing, okay? But the flip side is, is that God does speak through circumstances sometimes. You know what? God's even speaking to you today through circumstances because, you see, whatever circumstance it was that brought you to church today or brought you to a place where you were either listening or watching to this service that's, God is using that circumstance to reach out to you. Reaching out to you to tell you this truth is that God does speak to you and he wants you to hear him. And so whatever the circumstances are that brought you today, that's not an accident, that's not coincidence, it's not just chance, it's God using this circumstance to reach out to you today to tell you that he speaks to you and he wants you to tune in and listen. Does that make sense? Okay, there's a third way that God speaks to us, and that is that God speaks to us through other Christ followers. He speaks to us through other Christ followers. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 and 2, it says this. It says, in the past, God spoke to our forefathers through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he's spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed heir of all things and through whom he made the universe. Now look, there's literally hundreds of verses in the Bible where God spoke through the prophets to individuals, to kings, to large groups of people, even to entire nations, okay? And it says that God has also spoken to us through his son, Jesus Christ. Now, the point is, is that God speaks to people through, or God speaks to us through other people. And, and God's been doing that literally for century, centuries. Okay, now, here's my word of caution. Just because some other Christ followers said something to you doesn't mean that that's what God is saying to you. Okay, because look, like, like these Old Testament prophets, that person has to be well-grounded in their relationship with God, and they have to be well-grounded in their knowledge of the Bible. Okay, so look, let's be honest. There's some people out there, they call themselves Christians, they call themselves Christ followers, but the truth is, they don't know the good book from a cookbook. It's true, because they never read it. And so, you need to make sure that whoever you're talking to has a close relationship with God before you feel like that that might be God speaking to you. Okay, now, 
The truth is, is that God has probably already spoken to you through another person at some point in time in your past, okay? And because there probably have been some strong Christ followers in your past that have given you some advice. Now, you may or may not have liked what they said, but there's a good chance that that's, that, that was God speaking to you through them. So I guess what I'm saying is this. Don't just dismiss what a strong Christ follower is saying to you just because you don't initially agree or because you don't like what they say. That very well could be God reaching out to you and speaking to you. And if it is, then what you do is you take what they said and then you use this next form to see if that's what God really is saying to you. And so you use this fourth way, and that is that God speaks to us through prayer. God speaks to us through prayer. Look, there's many, many examples in the Bible of God literally speaking to people through prayer. Okay? And honestly, that's actually what most people want God to do. They just want him to just tell them stuff. And sometimes God does. But most of the time, that's not how God speaks to you through prayer. Most of the time, God speaks in prayer by giving you either a peace or a discomfort about a certain course of action or a decision, okay? And that's why sometimes you'll hear mature Christ followers say something like, you know, well, I just didn't have a peace about that, so I decided to go another direction. Well, where does that come from? Well, that comes from Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Look what the Bible says. It says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, I want you to underline, by prayer and petition, because that's the method that God's using, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God. I want you to underline the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. See, what this verse is saying is that when you pray about a key decision or a key course of action, that God will often speak to you by giving you a, a peace about a certain course of action, a certain decision. And he might not give you a peace about a different course of action. Now, here's the thing. You might still have peace, but still be nervous. Okay? You can still you can have peace, but still be nervous. Why? It's because, look, stepping out in faith always makes you a little bit nervous. Okay? It always makes you a little bit shaky. You might even be scared. But just because you're scared doesn't mean that it's not what God wants you to do. Because sometimes taking a step of faith is scary. Now, not having peace, it looks like it's, 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 you know, when you keep doubting and second guessing and you keep doubting and you keep second guessing, and then when you look at it, you, you, you know that you're always going to, you know, regret and wonder, you know, had you taken that path instead of this path, you know, how things would have really worked out. Okay, that is an absence of peace, and that's God telling you, don't go down that road, okay, but maybe consider that other alternative. That's what he's saying. That's God speaking to you through a lack of peace. Okay, now, 
Let me say this, and this is, this is really important. This is, this, this is a big deal. Whatever you think God might be telling you through any of these channels, frequencies, if it is contrary to what the Bible says, that is not God speaking to you. Amen. It's not. That's why hearing God speak through the Bible is so reliable because it's just not nearly as subjective as these other things. I mean, look, it says what it says and it means what it means. And honestly, it's pretty clear and straightforward in most places. So look, trust, trust the Bible first and then run everything else through the filter of the Bible. Then you'll know for sure that that's what God's saying to you. Here's one thing that I do know for sure, is that God has spoken at least one time to every single person listening to me today. And I could even tell you what he said. God has spoken at least one time to every single person listening to me, to me today, and I can even tell you what he said. And God has said this. He said, accept my forgiveness and follow my son Jesus. God has said to every single one of us, accept my forgiveness and follow my son Jesus. Because look, God's first and greatest concern about you is to know for sure that you would go to heaven when you die. That's what God thinks about more than anything. And he wants to know for, you to know for sure that you're gonna go there. You see, look, heaven is a perfect place and God is a perfect God. And only perfect people can go there. Well, now, that's actually bad news because we've all sinned. None of us are perfect. But the good news is, is that God has sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on a cross so that his death could pay the price for our sins so that we could be forgiven for all those sins. And if we accept his forgiveness, God removes those sins from us. And then when he looks at us, he views us as perfect. So that then we can go to heaven when we die. Now, the expectation is, is that after you accept that forgiveness, that you would follow Jesus as best you can from that point forward. But the point is, is that you accept Christ's forgiveness. You know, and perhaps you've been thinking about that for a while. Perhaps you would like to become a Christ follower today. Look, there's a, there's a very simple prayer that you can use. It's, it's a sample prayer, and it's at the bottom of your message notes, right under the next steps. If you've never prayed that prayer before, or, you know, something like it, I'm going to give you a chance to pray it here in just a moment. And so God has spoken to everyone at least one time. But the truth is, God has probably spoken to many of us many times in many different ways. Because you see, here is the truth behind it all. The truth is, is that God speaks often and in many ways. We just have to be dialed in to the right channel, the right frequency so that we can hear him. And when we do, get this, the devil won't seem nearly as loud. God will seem very clear, and he will speak to us much more often than we ever imagined. So, let's take some next steps so that we can hear God clearer. So, find your connection card, and let's take some of those next steps together right now. Perhaps it's this first next step. 
I commit to read the Bible regularly to hear what God is saying to me. Look, and if you don't know where to start reading the Bible, start reading in the book of Mark, third book of the New Testament. Start reading in that book and read a chapter a day every day until you finish it. Start there if you don't know where to start. Next, I commit to follow Jesus whatever he tells me. It's basically giving him a blank check. I will follow you, do whatever you say, because I don't want distance. I want to be close. Next, I'll memorize 2 Timothy 3.16. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, correct, re- teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. It's a great verse. Every Christ follower ought to have that one memorized. Next, I commit to listen closely to God speaking to me through circumstances. Now, be cautious, but would you make that next step? Next, I will pay attention to what other strong, mature Christ followers say in case that might be God speaking to me. Would you make that your next step? Next, I will listen for God to speak to me in prayer, especially looking for a peace that transcends understanding. Would you do that? Next. I will use the Bible as my filter to make sure that what I think God is saying to me is actually true. That, that, you know, honestly, that's the next step I hope everyone takes because that will, that will make things so much clearer for you. Or maybe it's this last one. I will pray the prayer to become a Christ follower for the first time in my life. If you've never prayed that prayer to become a Christ follower, I'm going to give you a chance to do it right now. And for everybody else, I'm going to give you a chance to take a moment and pray silently to God and ask him to help you follow through with these next steps. So right now, everybody, bow your head, close your eyes, and let's take these next moments to pray. Heavenly Father, I want to say thank you for how much you really do speak to us. Even though we haven't been able to hear it clearly in the past, I ask that you would help us to dial in to those frequencies, those channels, so that we can hear you much, much more clearly in the future. And I ask that you would bring us all back safely next week so that we can hear more truth behind these believable lies and dispel them for what they are. And so I ask you to do all of that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message. For more information about Parkway Fellowship, find us online at parkwayfellowship.com or facebook.com slash parkwayfellowship. You can also download our mobile app for access to the most recent messages, video content, and much more. It is available both in the Apple App Store and Android's Google Play.